like James Mercer, but he keeps talking about that uh, relationship uh, 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 that didn't work. Uh, uh. One, two, three. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Have you ever seen anything like this before? You ready? The Weekly Exchange. This is the highly anticipated follow-up album from The Shins. Heartworms. Heartworms. Now I'm trying to figure out when it was you gave me these heartworms. We've been waiting about five years since the release of Port of Moro for a follow-up for The Shins. It's already been five years. James Mercer, what have you been doing? was written entirely by him and with the exception of the track so now what this entire album was produced by james mercer it's the first shins album to be self-produced by the singer since oh inverted world from 2001 and usually with shins albums you're talking about things that are going to happen in the future you're dealing with the future and according to consequence of sound what you're getting this time is really the past the background of who is james mercer the mastermind of the shins which if you're not familiar with the shins they came to prominence in the early 2000s when they were noticed on a soundtrack to a Zach Braff movie called Garden State. What are you listening to? The Shins. You know him? Did you by any chance get to listen to uh, James Mercer's interview on NPR? No, I didn't. Let's take a little listen right now to a clip about where he's explaining about his evolution of style. I was trying to break away from what had become the norm in the 90s, which was like a tongue-in-cheek attitude, sort of a half-joking, never taking yourself too seriously, a lack of romantic drama in music. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying to bust away from that. Now I feel like I'm sort of doing the opposite. I'm rebelling against what I feel like might be a little bit too much self-importance and drama and uh, preciousness in the music scene now. He's changing. So what can people expect? It is reflective. You feel like a man is on the edge of an existential crisis at points. You feel like you want to just be like, all right, Mercer, everything's going to be okay. He, again, definitely an album about the past. A lot of it detailing his time as a child and how living in different places contributed to the musical person that he is now. Can I use the dirty C word? What is the dirty C word? Change. Oh, okay. <laughs> Change is what you can expect. It scares the heck out of people. And so it took me about four to five spins for this album for it to really sink in. Be prepared, Shins fans, for things like synth on many of these tracks. Lots of synth. The Shins are definitely stepping out of their comfort zone enough, but they're also still retaining things that you fell in love with them. For instance, when you first heard them on Garden State or their album, Oh Inverted World. So let's break it down track by track, starting with Name For You. My girl. If you're lucky one day Rolling down the ancient high street you find In the mirror reflects a woman in her prime Can you make your way out In a world dearly won When it's yours, love You can move it around Name for you, obviously one case like Nation If you know, we're spinning it on here It's a song of empowerment for Mercer's daughter Helping you understand how he is as a parent And how he wants to really inspire his children. And when I listen to it, it's bouncy, but also at the same time, my personal opinion, kind of not quite unique. I didn't feel like there was anything special about it. The message is beautiful. It just wasn't attention grabbing. So I braced for impact to the musical gods. Please don't saddle us with another boring album, please. I think it was a really weak start to the album, especially after listening to it all the way through. I'm just like, oh no. 
Not again. On the contrary for me, after listening to it and listening to the lyrics, he's really talking about how he's overcoming his own stereotypes about what women are and where we belong in the world and showing his support. Like, you can break all these stereotypes as a wife, as a mother. And I just think that's empowering. And I can see that some people might not connect to this and think it's not a strong track, but after maybe 20 spins, I was like, you know what? It's catchy. I like it. What's in it? A hole. difficult but this is such a weird song <laughs> apparently stereo gum they said that they don't think james mercer has ever put as much focus on drums as he does with this track when i was listening to it i did it without reading the lyrics first it was like listening to someone's lsd trip whatever feelings i had of bracing for impact of boredom just melted away at this point i was like yes this is weird it's like when the beatles started using echo effects and everyone was like lads what are you doing a whole I went back to read the lyrics and I'm like what this one took me a while to sort of enjoy I don't know what it was when I really looked at the lyrics it's part of that escapism theme that we're seeing it paints a picture of someone with high anxiety escaping realities of life in their head returning to those childhood nostalgia memories those things that make you feel good when life wasn't so hard but as James Mercer sings reality always wins mm -hmm. it fades unrequited love or uh, dealt with a person who led you on or when you told them how you felt that was it all that <laughs> all of that that's basically cherry hearts oh for my you god this song someone who's just out there doing their own thing. Whoever he's in love with is just like, Psh, boy, bye. Guy is so sad about it. There is a playfulness to this album at this point. Some sort of hopeless romantic lingering beneath the surface. It's almost as if he knows that there is no future with this person, but at the same time, he's so sad. He's like Jim Carrey's character in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. Just how much he wants Mary Swanson. Like, yeah. she'll say one thing, like that part where she's like, he's like, do I have a chance at all? What are my chances? Not good. You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say... More like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. He's just reading too into it because he's so in love with her and she's just kind of like, dude. <laughs> nah. Won't you ever come down from the big rock I found you climbing, stowing your diamonds away? Fantasy Island is my freaking jam. Well, I was just a boy. 
He did a lot of moving around as a child because of his father's career. And he was a kid in a kid's world in Germany, according to an interview he did with inews.co.uk. And then he went to the States where he had to be, you know, a kid in a completely different world. He said he had so much anxiety, so much depression. He was constantly talking to counselors. There were moments where he wanted to take his own life because he just could not adapt. This is my favorite song on the album because it's on a personal level. This is relatable having to move from one place to another with a stark distance from everything you know. There is a sadness that is just imprinted on you and for some people it's for the rest of their lives and James Mercer brought that pain to life using the story of an imaginary pilot to explore his anxiety. It sounded like I was listening to a children's book on how to deal with change and it was being brought to life through song. If they ever create visuals for it. I I just hope they take advantage of something around that idea. It's like I never was a kid The big math it wasted youth on me Making impressions like I did Your friends never thought that much of me Again, another escapism track here for Fantasy Island and immediately the parallels thinking of Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb. What I like about this track, it's very slow. So some people who don't like slow music, guess what? There's slow music on here. I know. Devastation dead and RAFB stick on Mildenhall. Black moss on a busted wall. The cobblestones made it hard to skate. I thought my flat top was suddenly wave until it melted away. He captures really the feeling of a dreary UK weather yeah. with this track and how it feels to be a fish out of water. Definitely he was talking a little bit about how he was stepping out of his comfort zone and was trying to emulate country artists like Merle Haggard who kind of say the truth. So this song is owed to James Mercer. Like this is how I got into music in the first place as honest and poignant as like Merle Haggard or Willie Nelson. The definitive point here, he was painfully shy as a kid growing up in the UK and not even a word passed between him and this classmate. He was sitting in class and this student handed him a tape of Jesus and the Mary Chain's Psycho Candy album. In class, pass me a tape. An invitation, not the hand of fate. That changed his life. Like music had always been there, but it became so much more part of his identity. At this point in the album, my heart started aching for Mercer. Just one like sad childhood reflective track after the other. And all the moving around he had to do. I just love how it was an apparent influence on his current position in music history today. It was painful, but he worked with the pain. Rubber Balls is hilarious. According to an interview James Mercer did with themusic.com.au in Australia, he said the song is loosely based on a couple that he knew when he was in his 20s in Albuquerque. And the girl was incredibly charismatic, but she was just leading on his buddy.
good weirdness, I think, with rubber balls. And the character of the song just dislikes slash likes the heck out of this person they're interested in. They're not confused. They're not on the fence. They know they love them, and they know they hate them, too. I just can't get her out of my bed. in the song some of them were hilarious here's my history nerd moment when he says the lyric should have mainlined saltpeter instead. Okay, so during World War II, a big myth circulated that said that U.S. Army officials allegedly put saltpeter in soldiers' coffee as a way to reduce their sexual urges and quiet their libido. And then James Mercer said he had heard a myth that saltpeter was given to men in prisons for that same reason. Now, it's it's been proven false, but it's just, you can tell that he's really into urban legends as well. And this is a song that made me laugh because he's not confused. He's like, you know what? I like her, I hate her, that's it. And I just can't get her out of my bed. Wish I'd gone with a sister instead. We wanted to tap her sister instead. And that, oh my god, <laughs> that lyric was if someone came up to me and said, I liked you, but I really would have rathered your sister instead, they're getting nut checked. Oh. And if I had a sister, she'd do it too. When the song first started out, I was like, oh my god, it's like an upbeat 60s pop song. <laughs> Then listen to it. I was like, good Lord, this is the worst relationship. So much sarcasm. <laughs> People on two different levels. He obviously, this character, wants to be with her in like a long-term relationship. She obviously is doing her thing. Well done, baby. This girl is alright. Just wants the benefit of a modern love life. And I don't know the difference anymore. He can't quit her. Half a million was the next song on this album. struggle is the main feature here, but reflected in the song is the fact that music is his salvation. Different transitional life stages where your friends are telling you, hey, you know, maybe you should like think about settling down. And he's like, no, I'm going to get drunk tonight. (laughs) So that's what he's kind of doing. And then he's trying to adult, but he's not. He keeps retreating back to his old ways. And then people expect you to do all these things. What do you do? Your anxiety kicks into overdrive. And James Mercer's like, dude, you know what? Going back to my guitar. Retreat, retreat, humanity. Sorry, gotta go, gotta make music. You're stressing me out. I make myself a promise. I officially said, all right, Mercer is having some sort of existential thing going on on this album. There are things in this world that we'd rather not think about. But for some people, that's not even an option. Someone hit with, why am I like this? Am I supposed to be doing something else? I'm sorry I'm burdening you with all of my life. Okay, I'll go complain to myself, but also come here, listen to me. on K-Slug for a while. Tonight, 
Spin magazine called it moody. I was trying to think of a word and I was researching it and boom, that word just stuck out, moody. We added this one to K-Slug and this should have given me a hint that the album was gonna be another kooky one. This is what I would call a graveyard jam. Like you wanna party it up with some skeletons or vampires, flip and put on the shins. The video is like a really scary trip of the acid variety too. It, Spin said that it's kind of a haunting tale of small town life and they incorporate that into the visuals. Mercer's imagination goes really wild on this track. And you can see that. It's like you're stuck in a small town and you feel like you're never getting out. I can definitely relate to that. This was the perfect track, too, because he released it around Halloween. It was, yes. It was perfect. Yes. It was perfect for Halloween. Definitely a song for those who prefer sort of the original shins with a little bit of a twist. Which leads us to Heartworms, which you can pretty much just call Cherry Heart 2.0. Title track alert. I found the postcard from that trip you took to Thailand. I remember studying all the words written in your pretty hand The little lines and little curves that held a sacred meaning So I thought Anxiety about a girl Maybe the same muse as in Cherry Hearts Who just doesn't seem Mercer in that romantic aspect At this point, I really wanted him to stop talking about relationships We f- Get it! This is what I found to be the album's weakness. You can have multiple themes on an album and come back to them, but things just started to meld together. Mercer's character on this is upset about a person. Now I'm trying to figure out when it was you gave me these hard ones. I feel them wriggling in my blood. You're gonna do me harm. But now I'd rather lose this losing feeling that came on when you cooled off. However, it sounds something out of the 60s and the psychedelia at this point has not waned and you feel that folkiness of it i think it is the sound that makes the content flow nicely that is the redeeming feature of this album the variety of sound to it the content repetitive but at the same time they make it work so now what about this song. A standard, I'm still understanding my feelings for you track. And while it is that, the echoey vocals almost give you an idea of the distance or even the detached feelings of this song or of the character's feelings towards their person that they are directing the feelings to. And again, very strong element throughout the album. The music production on here is fantastic, but flippin' Heck. Enough is enough! Love and love lost and love lorn and love wanting is such a constant theme on Heartworms. I forgot that this song actually came out about a year ago <laughs> because there was another Zach Braff film called I Wish I Was Here. And Zach Braff's kind of the reason that we know about the shins from his critically acclaimed 2004 movie Garden State. So this song came up and I was like, oh wait, I've heard this before. But again, same themes. This character has suffered some sort of setback and goals or whatever, but optimism that starting over will be better just as long as his love is with him. 
the fear. the fear has actually been around for 10 years but he said he's never been able to finish it or work it out what to write about and he showed it to eric johnson from the fruit bats just knew it was something that was worth going on with and the song is about anxiety and it details his anxiety when he was a kid and how he would have waves that would last for months and nobody when he was a child would take him seriously until it got really bad and he had to start seeing counselors this stronger than it started out. I really like the fear. It leaves you feeling like all of the anxiety, depression, sadness, and confusion. It makes you feel like all of that is real and it's okay to feel. The album doesn't leave you with some sort of cookie cutter resolve that everything will be okay in the end, which is the reality of it. Sometimes these problems don't go away and I think Mercer articulated that fantastically. I wanted the cookie cutter. I was... <laughs> I was cool. With, I was cool. With, oh no! So now what? And then I was listening to the fear, and I respect the track, but I still think it doesn't sound finished. There's something about it that just doesn't sound finished. But it is redeemable because one of the lyrics is, "Quote: Can we hit rewind on someone's magic bong?" Can we hit that people should just go out and buy the whole record, whether it's vinyl, CD, or full download, or should they just cherry pick? I think, unfortunately, this is a cherry pick album. If you are someone who is very content heavy when it comes to your music, if you want that diversity, I'm afraid that you're not gonna get it on Heartworms. But if you respect the dynamics of the sound on it, and you want to try and immerse yourself in that into the full track list, then that is down to you. But personally, I would cherry pick some songs off this album. Altogether, a solid album, and I would even go so far as to say, hey, why not download it? The pros outweigh the cons. Mm -hmm. But like Sabina said, if you want just the strong tracks, that's probably a safe bet. Probably give it like a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah, that's fair. You can listen to the Weekly Exchange three different ways. On KSLG.com, of course. On LostCoastOutpost.com. And it is free for download on iTunes. Just search Weekly Exchange. So this is the part of the show where we want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Fungi Lighting, for making the Weekly Exchange possible. Bringing nature and glass glowing together, he makes incredible designs that include mushrooms that are actually lit up. And if you want to take a look at his website, FungiLighting.com, it's absolutely stunning. And he's also got an Etsy and Instagram and a Facebook by searching Fungi Lighting. And also an event coming up. Yeah, he is going to be at Arts Arcada on Friday, April 14th at Pacific Outfitters in Arcada from 6.30 to 9.30. So you can check out some of his amazing wares there. I got a couple pieces of his right here in the station. It's great work. A normal human brain can retain enormous amounts of information. But a business person's brain is attacked by 281 exabytes of quote-unquote pertinent information every year. To make room for this new information, the brain is forced to delete all the old data it spent a lifetime compiling. So the very information meant to inform us is actually making us stupid. This has been a Case Slug original production.